Right, today I'm talking to um, Judge Dawn Christie from Leicestershire. She's been kind enough to be one of our first judges for our Get to Know Our Judges chats. So Dawn, how are you this afternoon? Yes, I'm fine. I'm uh, happy that it's nice and sunny, that uh, when we've got lockdown, we can at least be out in the garden, out in the fresh air doing things. Um, I think I'd finished all the awful jobs on the house last week, so it's at least been nice to be able to get out in the garden and do a really good tidy up, uh, besides doing other jobs as well, really. Are you usually a passionate gardener, or is this part of your part of your spare time filling? Well, I wouldn't say I'm absolutely passionate. I do like my garden to look nice, and I like the borders to look nice, and the lawns to be mown and everything. But um, obviously, in the summer, out and about judging and stewarding and the like, so uh, the garden, I have to say, does take second place. So. Well, uh, perhaps this year it won't. <laughs> no, this year it's looking better than it's ever done at this time of year. It's looking oh. so tidy. So have you, um, with all, with a bit of fair time that we've got now, the shows aren't on, have you um, been able to indulge any other interests or have you filled your time in any other unusual ways? Well, yes, I have actually. My little granddaughter, who's five years old, oh. decided that now I haven't got any other jobs that I'm doing and I'm hmm. not busy, please can I make some clothes for Barbie? So oh, been, God. <laughs> so I've been digging out all my scraps of fabrics that I've got and ribbons and everything and I've gone back to my roots as a designer and I'm actually designing right. clothes for Barbie but it's very tricky because it's very very small scale so yeah but it's, it's fiddly isn't it it's been a challenge well we perhaps you'll be ready for the sewing bee doll size <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah yeah I think I'm probably better at that at least they can't look at your work too intricately then so <laughs> you'd have to get a magnifying glass yeah. out Yes, it's very, very small scale. Not easy when the shoulders and the hips are about 10 centimetres bigger than the waist, I hasten to add. But anyway, it's been a challenge. Yeah, Barbie, it's been a challenge. Yeah, Barbie's a unique size, isn't it? You'll have to have um, uh, a catwalk display then for, for, for the Barbie clothes. Uh, yes, and I don't want any orders, thank you. <laughs> this is it. When I've finished, this is it. So no, no, no new sideline. No, definitely not. Oh, well, that's lovely to hear. Well, we've, um, but the idea of uh, this afternoon is that we get to know you a little bit better as a judge. So what sort of, what panels are you on? Okay, I'm on the BSPS, TSR, uh, NCPA, CHAPS, BSPA, SSADL and IPS. Blimey. Um, yeah, so that's quite busy. a few. Yeah, keeps you busy. busy. Yeah, definitely. And how long have you been a judge? Oh, about 16 years now. Um, my daughter was competing before that, and while she was competing, I really didn't have the time with working as well. And also, you know, I, I thought, well, I'm on the one side of the fence at the moment when my daughter finishes, uh, which is when she was at university, and then she went off to work mm. in London. I got time on my hands, so that's when I um, actually went for assessments. So. Oh, fantastic. So you're a very experienced judge and um, really with your background then you, you've, you've come through it um, from your daughters competing. And, what, and what, what sort of ponies or horses did you compete? Well, when, uh, I mean, my, my personal background, um, I came through from Pony Club really. Um, mm. And I was lucky enough um, to be able to hunt one or two days a week, taking time off from work because I work for myself most of the time. Yeah, and I've hunted with all the Leicestershire packs as well as the South Knots and Menel, so oh, very much down the the hunting line. But in the summer, I used to do working hunter classes, 
I team chased um, very competitively. I was with a very competitive team of ladies who used to scare <laughs> me to death. Their only objective was to to win. Uh, how we got there was um, on another league, really. I was always told by the team leader, don't take a pull and don't take a check. Just gallop at every fence. Um, I even did the members race at the Aberston point to point at one time. But oh, when God. I had children, the horses went, and that's when the ponies began, and that's where showing began, really, for me. Oh, right. Yeah, because showing is definitely uh, a milder thought to the team chasing. You do fly by the seat of your pants with that, <laughs> with the Just team chasing. I mean, scare yourself <laughs> to death, but hey-ho. It was good fun at the time. It was when the inaugural team chasing took place, so it was a long while ago, you know, when it first mm. started. I mean, and now the... National champions are actually held just about a mile away from where I live, so uh, oh, right. I pop along there and watch when when they happen. Have a look. Yeah. So your daughter went through all the pony classes. Is it from leading she rain did. through to intermediates? Yeah. yeah. Um, my my son gave up when he he also did lead rain first ridden, and then he had a, an M M&M and M pony, but he gave up when he was nine because he was far more interested in cricket and rugby. Um, yeah. But we carried on. Ginny carried on, and as I said, she went. You know, I've I've actually witnessed showing from both sides of the fence being mm. home produced initially, and then um, lastly we were with a producer, um, mm. and finally when we had our um, show hunter ponies, uh, fourteen, fifteen, and intermediates, we were with Vin Tolson. So oh, right, he yeah, did our uh, pony for us then. So that was that, that was great experience actually with a very knowledgeable. Um, mm. He was amazing. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Brilliant. One of the great hunter people. All right, so what would, out of all your judging that you've done now for 15 years, what would say would be your highlights of your of your judging career? Well, um, I've been really lucky to have been invited to judge at most of the prestigious shows in England from Windsor through to Hoy's and the mm. Royal International Horse Show. So... Um, it's hard you to know, pick one. <laughs> it, is, it is really hard because obviously Hoyes at the Royal International Hall Show, you've hopefully got the best of the best. Yeah. And Windsor's also a, a great attraction for, you know, the top top ponies mm. and producers to be there. But, um, you know, I, I enjoy judging all shows, but, you know, obviously the, the, the prestigious shows are a really yeah. nice um, time to to go and judge. So, yeah. yeah, and it is, it is as you say, you do get the best of the best, and it is an honour to, to to be asked. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So when you're judging, obviously people like to know what you what people, what judges like and dislike. So, do you have any sort of pet dislikes that you that you tend to go to? Like some people don't like specific things. Do you have anything when you're judging that you that you really do you really can't abide or? Yeah, I mean, I I do love all my judging and. Um, my I enjoy judging show hunter ponies probably the most from lead range through to intermediates. But yeah. um, when I'm judging, whether it's for show ponies, show hunter ponies, whether it's colours or whatever, I do dislike poor limbs and feet. Yeah, it's just well, personal. You know, I mean, I always look at the ponies from the limbs upwards as opposed to the body downwards. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, Shahan's ponies is your favourite class to judge, is it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah because it's kind of my background, really, from where I came from. Um, yeah. But, you know, I love all classes. I just like whatever I'm judging to be what they should be. You know, do you like think, when, then, do you think the Shahan's ponies, this is quite, you know, um, 
uh, a topic at the moment a little bit that they have lost a little bit of type over the years. Yeah, then. I do because I don't. I think the breeders aren't breeding the ponies with bone substance like they used to do. Um, mm. I think sometimes the ponies have probably just missed their class height wise, and then they beef up the show ponies, thinking that they put lots of weight on and top on that they're mm. going to look more like a hunter pony. And of course they don't because the limb is the limb at the end of the day. And yeah, they're looking for right. short cannon and, you know, good quality bone. And the show ponies aren't built like that. You shouldn't be no. built like that. So. <laughs> no, they shouldn't, should they? But they but they do, it's because of the height and because of that, they do. They are slipping a little bit. The type yeah. of show pony has slipped. I would have, I would agree with you on that. And... Um, so yeah, so so yes, yeah, so limb and and feet. So because yeah. that is the, that is where all horses start, really, isn't it? Is the soundness. Yeah. yeah. And I hate to see you know in way of going. Um, I hate to see overbent ponies, and ponies not looking through the bridle as well as ponies mm. that are not tracking up. Um, it 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 is very difficult to explain to somebody what you're actually looking for when the pony first comes in the ring. But mm. I think presence is really important too. Yeah. I also dislike it intensely if a pony doesn't gallop or extend properly in its show. For mm. instance, you know, being fired off the corner, the rider waits till the corner, then fires the the pony off the corner, flapping like mad, and then <laughs> they do half a dozen strides of gallop or extension, and then they start pulling up in front of the judge. Mm. When mm. you want to actually see them go down the long side... And mm. I don't mind if they take a little longer to pull up, you know, as long as they've yeah. actually gone for their extension or gallop. Yeah. Um, it's just a pet hate of mine, and I like the pony to lower and lengthen and not just scrabble and come up off the bridle. Yeah, because when they hollow, you see, they shorten yeah. the stride and shorten Absolutely. the back. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's really interesting to know. And show hunter ponies, the gallop, the gallop or the extension is key. It's is a key part of, of the show yeah and if it doesn't do one I, I i immediately knock off at least 10 marks you know because yeah. that is oh, part of the yeah. in, integral part of the show so if you'd normally mark out of 50 i would if a pony didn't do a gallop didn't attempt to do a gallop i would actually drop it 10 marks straight yeah. away yeah and then the rest of the show is marked out as the um the lesser mark really yeah yeah well that's very that's very interesting to know because it is you know so some judges you know, we all mark differently. So, um, so, and in relation to what the type of class you're doing. So, no, that's great. Exactly. So, if is there apart from the gallop, is there anything else that you specifically look for um, yeah. in in a show or, or show yeah. situation? Well, I like to see four good paces on any pony or horse. A good mm. walk is really important as far as I'm concerned, and I like to see the animal coming into the ring, looking through its bridle with presence. You know. Yeah. You know, that look at me. Not dogmatic. Me. Yeah. Exactly. Um, with self carriage. As I said, I dislike overbent ponies, especially in lead rein and first ridden classes where they look as if they've been tied in or mm. the child is holding on to them and then holding on to the loop on the saddle to, to keep the pony's head yeah. in. Um, as I said, I like a, a proper gallop and I would reward someone who attempted a gallop or an extension, even if it was with a small blip rather mm -hmm. than somebody who didn't attempt to do it at all. Yeah, yeah, because they tried, so they should yeah, have a mark exactly. for trying. Even, even <laughs> yeah. if they had a, a, you know, a blip in the show, if it, you know, had a bit of exuberance or whatever, I would, I would give that 
far better mark than a pony that just didn't even try. Except, yeah, except obviously in a novice class where I would probably be a bit more forgiving. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in there's a little bit of, um, always there's a little bit of chat about bits and as you had mentioned, leading reins and, and fur twins beforehand. So mm. the Wilkie bit is always quite a controversial um, yeah, bit, as it were. So we we are advised as judges to take the severity of bits into account in the leading rein and first ridden classes. So, what's your view? Your what's your personal view on on Wilkies in the in the yeah. leading reins and first ridden? I think, unfortunately, Wilkie bits are here to stay. I think it was producers that first of all started using them, and mm. you know, unfortunately or fortunately, it, it can work both ways. The mm. home produced people look at what the producers are doing and perhaps don't understand how the action of the bit works quite so much, but mm. they think that's the thing to do to be able to mm. win on their ponies. Yeah. So um, that's why I think we're seeing more and more Wilkie bits in, in lead rein and first ridden in particular. And mm. actually I'm seeing now even more variations on the Wilkie with little <laughs> twisted um, bottom yeah. side, which... That is worrying because, you know, at the end of the day, a, a lead rein and first ridden child doesn't know the severity of the bit. But I agree no. that you want them to have breaks because you don't want the child to be worried that they can't stop their pony. So it's it's a very fine line to tread, I think. So really, really, in a, if we put the leading reins in first ridden, as you said, in, in the first ridden, it could be a matter of safety and perhaps control if the yeah. pony's a little bit keen. So yeah. perhaps you... Well, are you really saying that you might forgive it look, or wouldn't mind a Wilkie so much if the child was safe and everything in the first ridden? Exactly but in, in the leading rein, should they really need it in the leading rein? Well, is that perhaps how you look at it? Or? Yeah, it is really. I mean, although um, it seems that the, I would think 80% of the ponies you see in the Wilkie now, which, you know, mm. it's, it's just become a fashionable bit because when we were doing lead rein, there wasn't anything like it. No, it we plain, didn't have anything like that. that and that <laughs> Yeah. Exactly that, or a little Tom Tom, or whatever. But you know, mm. um, and and that was that was all you had. You know, so there wasn't all these new no. bits that are now fashionable. And and you had to school your ponies to go well in what they were. Yeah. You know, yeah. in, in a snaffle bridle. So. So all things being equal, if you had two ponies that had gone very well, and yeah. one was in a plain snaffle, slightly off the vertical. And the yeah. other one was in more of an outline in a Wilkie. Would you? Would that be a consideration for you at all? Yeah, I would rather see a pony in lead rein and first ridden going slightly with its nose poked out, looking happy, than a pony in a Wilkie that is tied in and mm. doesn't move. I, I absolutely forgive in a first ridden especially a, um, a pony that isn't quite on the vertical. Because I yeah, just think as long as the pony's happy and the child looks happy, mm. that's absolutely key and that they're safe. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, well, that's that's really good to know because there is, there is a lot of, you know, a lot of people have different opinions on that. And do you have an opinion on swales bits? Because this in the horse classes, this is quite, uh, I know you don't judge um, the horse classes, but do you, do you have you seen many swales bits in the pony classes? And do you have an opinion on the swales? Yeah, we don't see many anymore of the swells bits. There was, again, um, three or four years ago, a bit of a habit of one or two of the stronger forward-going ponies appearing in swells bits. Um, and that's when I think judges were centre-minded that they should take into account 
mm. severity of the bit um, for the class. Um, yes, you see them in horse classes, but then they're adult riders. They see them a lot in cob classes, as I'm sure mm. you know. Mm. Um, and maybe they need a little bit more leverage and brakes and, and a, a stronger bit. But I do worry about the severity of the swell in a child's hands because they don't know how to use them properly yeah. and they don't yeah. know the strength of the bit. Um, so, yeah, I would I would definitely mark it down if it was in a children's class. Yeah, okay. And we'll go on to an even more controversial subject now, which is wrong legs in a show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your view on, on wrong legs? Okay, so if a pony had a wrong leg and was quickly corrected, I would maybe just deduct two or three marks. Yeah. Otherwise, if it was by far the best going other than the wrong leg, you know, that all the other parts mm. of the show were tickety-boo and it went beautifully um, and was the best pony confirmation-wise, I would have no problem with that pony winning. Right. However, I say that, but if it was a very well-supported class with strong competition, it wouldn't sit well with me that a pony that had a wrong leg should win if there were some good ponies in the ring that did a really good show and it was faultless. Mm. Yeah, so it is a, it, so it, cause it is a, I know no matter how small it is, it still is something that has gone wrong, if you know yes, what I mean, absolutely. compared to a, 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 a perfect performance. So, yeah. okay, so that's, so you would penalise. I would. Yes, I would. And, I mean, if it was, say, an intermediate class, I'd probably penalise it heavier because by then they should know how to get that horse onto the correct lead. Um, Mm. Unless it was a novice class, of course, which, again, I would be slightly more forgiving for a wrong lead. But I think as long as they correct it quickly enough, you know, then, um, and I'm saying, you know, a couple of strides and then they should be... correcting it i don't mean sort of halfway round a circle and then no. correcting it or a complete circle or whatever so you know it is it, it is something that's incorrect in the show and i would penalize it but again i think it depends on um whether that is by far the only problem with a very very good show and mm. the ponies and everything else absolutely beautifully so but you really no matter it as you said before it wouldn't sit comfortably with you if if a pony had run, even with a small blip, no. you would ideally like to have that. Absolutely. Have a, have a pony that had done a perfect Absolutely. show up. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. also the competitors don't like it when you have a pony up on a, on a wrong leg. You know, they, they don't, they, it doesn't sit well with mm. them. There's always no. grumbling and, and what have you. And I quite agree, you know, having come from the competitive side as well and being on mm. the other side, you know how annoying it is for yourself if your pony's gone really well and the pony that's ahead of you has, has had an incorrect lead. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's difficult for judges when you're not judging the whole class on your own because, you, you, you know, your confirmation judge might really like it. And as you say, if it's just done a very short little um, blip and you've knocked it back by three or four marks, that can be made up quite equally on, on the, the other side with, with the exactly. confirmation. So I yeah. think this is where... There is some, it is difficult for the go judge sometimes. Nothing, you know, the, the confirmation judge, that's absolutely fine. If it is, you know, if it is mm. five above another one, then that's not a problem. But it does, that's where I think it, using marks, it tends to creep in a little bit that the, the pony with the wrong, even with a very short wrong leg, might get up that line a bit further than yeah, you perhaps would anticipate. It, it is a dilemma. And I think there's, 
you know, there's, there's quite a few dilemmas when you have, um, you know, when, when there's two of you judging because you don't mm. always get the pony to win that you would have liked to win. Mm. Um, mm. Because depending on how you both use your marks, so I think that's yeah. an issue with, with uh, two judges in the mark system. Really. Yeah, it's, it's an ongoing mark. It's, yeah. No matter what ratio of marks you use, it doesn't matter. That is the nature of marks <laughs> with two judges. So I don't absolutely. think we'll ever get an answer to that one <laughs> no. for anybody. No. Right. Um, so we met, we mentioned novice classes there. So that sort of really leads on to a question I had about snaffle bridles. Because yeah. when I'm teaching a lot, people are concerned that they won't be in at double reins for perhaps for an open class. And my advice to people is always go in what your horse is happy in at yep. this level of training I at see, that yeah. point. And really, if you're in a snaffle, novice classes are hard to come by nowadays. So, you know, it, they, you can't always put a, a novice pony in a novice class because there isn't one at your local show. So you, you are creeping into going into an open class with a snaffle bridle. Mm. So sort of my uh, uh, sort of question to you is, is what is your view of, of a, an animal in a snaffle bridle going in open classes right. where you might have double reins? I don't object at all to a novice coming into an open class in a snaffle bridle and definitely wouldn't mark it down. However, mm. I do like to see double bridles in open classes. Mm. Sometimes I think it's the riders who need lessons in the correct way of bridling and using a double. Yeah. Because there is severity, obviously, as you know, with, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the uh, two bits in the horse's mouth yeah. and, and whether they're actually using the reins correctly and whether they're riding on the bradoon or not etc mm. etc how mm. tight the curb chain is is another factor but I have no problem whatsoever in an open horse or pony coming into an open sorry a novice horse or pony coming mm. into an open class with a snaffle on None of uh, yeah, so people do, especially at local level judging, people, you know, often say, you know, told, well, it's a shame you haven't got double reins, but <laughs> really, if the horse has gone very, very yeah, well exactly. in a snaffle, why, why you know. Yeah, exactly. Why should it matter exactly? Yeah, because we're not always talking, you know, like at a, a big qualifying level. It's no, at local exactly. level this happens, and people do get concerned. So. And at local level, I definitely wouldn't mind. <laughs> You know, no. because you want the pony, the pony or horse to be going well and in what they're happy in and going mm. forward. The last mm. thing you want is them backing off a double bridle, you mm. know, and, and then actually being put into a double bridle before they're ready. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So just to, just to finish off, what would be your top tip to an exhibitor when coming under you as a judge? What would be... Mm. Um... Okay, well, my <laughs> top tip... <laughs> There's quite a few, actually, but the top bit, really, <laughs> is that first impressions count. Yeah. When you walk into that ring, that first walk past the judge is really important. You know, yeah. you don't want, I don't want to see somebody, I like to see a nice active walk. I don't want the pony or horse slopping along, you know, as if they're just mm. out for a sort of dreamy ride and the rider not paying attention or mm. whatever. I want somebody to come into the ring and attract my eye and look as if they own the ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, the other important thing to me is that I like to see polite riders. I don't like to see them cover, covering other people up when they're coming mm. past the judge. Um, yeah. That really annoys me because they all have their time and you're going to see them all come what may. And just mm. because they race past you at 100 miles an hour um, and keep 
turning short circles so they keep coming in front of you isn't going to make any difference to what you think of them and that pony, really. No, no. Um, so I think that's quite important. And I think it's that you want to see them make the most of their pony. Yeah. You know, yeah. no matter what they're doing, you want the riders to smile and look as if they're enjoying it. Yes. And I would also <laughs> say that don't worry if you're not pulled in top, if you're lower down the yeah. line-up, because you can always come up on a good show, so just yeah. go for it. On, on more than one occasion, I've had a pony to win. This is further down the line. If it's come out and knocked my socks off with its way of going, mm. and it's got good confirmation. So, you know, never, ever give up is what I would say. You know, yeah, not all is lost further. after the pull-in. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, that's been fantastic to get to know you a bit more as a judge and, and what you do and, and, and don't like and, and a few of your views on, on tack and bits and everything. So thank you very, very much welcome. for that, Dawn. You're very and, welcome. And um, we hope you keep safe and keep making your Barbie Barbie outfits yeah. for your lovely <laughs> granddaughter. Yes. Making minuscule Barbie outfits for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> and then fingers crossed we might all be able to... Um, be able to, to start to see something later again. on yeah. in the year. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how much you miss it when it isn't there. Yes, it is. It's just surprising. When you don't have any choice, it's surprising how you realise how important it 